0: Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Linaway, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Well, hello, family. Fox River, I am so glad to be here. You have no idea how glad I am to talk to real people like it's been a it's been a while since I've been able to be at a live audience I've been doing bible studies on zoom I've been leading worship with a mask I've been doing all these crazy things but I need you to know I asked God when I was getting ready to be here and I said to him God am I rusty I mean, because it's been a while. He said, no, you're ready. (laughs) So I am so ready to bring this message to you. You have no idea. I am Rachel Inouye. Would you raise your hand if you've ever heard me speak? I've been here lots of times. Okay, just the women, of course, because, you know, women usually get asked to speak to women. But I am so ready to speak to all y'alls. I'm really ready to speak to all of you. I'm delighted to be here. I need you to know, if you, if you don't know my speaking style, number one, I will not slow down. So you need to listen faster, okay? And then secondly, my speaking style is really stories and scripture and song and prayer, Like, those are the things that I always include. It's like I know how to cook a chocolate chip recipe with cookies, you know, bake that, but I know how to give a sermon for me, and it's going to have songs and stories and scripture and prayer. So are you ready? Raise your hand if you're ready at all. Okay, good, because I need you to know, I don't know what's going on, but there's nobody in the front. And and I'm thinking, what is going on, Lord? I kind of wish there was a plank going right out here so I could get to everybody, but I am delighted to be here, and I get to give a message about the lavish love of God. It's the message I've given before, but it's not going to be the same because I'm not the same. God is always moving us from strength to strength, grace to grace, glory to glory. Do you know that he loves you so lavishly that he wants you to be whacked? Tonight and I want you to know that today is the day for something new to happen in your life And I'm here to tell you I'm excited about it So what I'd like for you to do for just a couple of seconds You know, we prayed for all of those people and all those moms in those different categories And I was so excited because I asked for the amount of time I was given And I had already written down all those different categories for moms And it's great that my time doesn't have to be taken up with that But there was a couple, not that they did a bad job or anything like that But there's a couple that were on my heart ...that weren't mentioned... And that's not a bad thing, but I would just like for you to stand if estrangement or a prodigal has touched you in any way, or if you're just loving motherhood, would you stand? And I want to pray for those couple of categories, okay? Stand if estrangement has touched your life, or if you have a prodigal son or daughter, thank you. And if, you, um, if things are going well, like you just love motherhood, it's okay. We can celebrate that, okay? So you stand. All right, you know what the drill was. Let's just extend our hands. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I bless these women. I pray, Father, that their son or daughter would come home because you promise. You promise it, God. I thank you, Lord, for those who, um, it's just going well. We say glory to your great name, God. We thank you for that. And just bless every mother here in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. While you're at it, I told you it's going to be songs and stories and prayer and scripture, and that's just the way I roll. But if you'd extend your hand right now and pray for your speaker, could you do that? All right. Thank you. Okay. You're, okay. Everybody, there's, this is a no child left behind situation. Okay. So stretch your hand out toward me because I'm your speaker. Here we go. All right. I'm going to pray and you pray for me at the same time. Father, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this atmosphere, over this space. I submit to what you want me to do, God. I'm here to be your vessel. And I thank you for the prayers of your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. I am ready to go, and I need you to know I'm honored to be here. Fox River was the place that I did my first retreat where we did Friday night, two on Saturday and one on Sunday. It's where I cut my teeth on retreats and I couldn't get it out of my system ever since then. I love to speak to women. This is the place that I gave my first Christmas big event. This is the place where I, you know, used to go over and do the mops and all the different things and I am grateful for this church and I honor you and I'm thankful for how God is using you in this um, ...in this area but beyond that there's all the different church plants. So thank you for having me back. I am really honored to be here. So I want you to know that um, this is Mother's Day weekend and I am a mom of three children... Michael, Andrew, and Grace, I'm a proud mom of those three. They are amazing people. I love them. God has taught me so much through them. And so I just wanted to start with a story about um, when I was a young mom and they were young because we lived in Minneapolis at the time, and it was important for us to get a little time away. So one of our friends suggested that we go to Wisconsin to the water park at the Dells. Okay? So we got in our car, left our house in Minneapolis, and we traveled to wisconsin didn't know at the time i would end up living here but we went to what was called the black wolf lodge now it's called the great wolf lodge raise your hand if you've ever been there okay so you know the drill i want you to know that the type of moms that we are we can't compare or compete but celebrate that's my t-shirt out there but i just need you to know i know what kind of a mom i am and when i go to the water park i stay dry Okay, that's just the kind of mom. No shame, but I'm the kind of mom who does not get into the pool with the children. I don't get into the lazy river on the um, inner tubes. I don't squirt gun with my children. I stay dry. I'm not ashamed of it. It's just the type of mom. So I was so excited about this weekend. We were going to go away to the Great Wolf Lodge. And so we had our three children and my husband, Michael, who is just an amazing man. And he's back at the product table. Actually, he's in here somewhere, I think. Yeah, there's Michael back there. Yeah, he's amazing, and so we headed to go to the park, and I don't remember, to be honest, in this story where Michael was at the time. Maybe he was in one of the water places, but I remember going down with my swimsuit on, but no way was I going to get wet, and magazines and verse cards. Honestly, verse cards on a flip thing. Because I just love God's word. It's like honey from a honeycomb, right? And I just love God's word. So that was my plan. Stay dry, flip through things, maybe have a magazine. And I went down to the uh, place where the water park, the kids got the wristband, we're doing the whole thing. We're at the Great Wolf Lodge. And what was so great about it was they have the place where the big slide was. They have the lazy river with the inner tubes. And I'm just sitting and I'm reading through some verses. And all of a sudden there was this, this noise. Clang. Clang, you guys know because you've been there, right? Clang, clang, and I'm just sitting there on the chase lounge, dry as can be, clang, clang, and I'm watching all these people, all these little people, and they are all leaving the area that I'm in and they are going to the adjacent room. And so I sit through this for one cycle and I'm reading and I'm in the chase lounge, I'm completely dry, right? And all of a sudden, I don't know what the duration is, to be honest, but time passes. And I'm reading, and I'm doing my scriptures, and I'm all dry. And all of a sudden, clang, clang, clang. And I see all these little people. And they're so joyfully going over into this adjacent room. So I am like, I've got to go see what this is. So I put my stuff, I go over into that room, and I get into You guys know what I'm talking about, right? I get into this big expanse. And I'm like, what is going on? This adjacent room is completely different than the other place. But as I go, there's places for the kids to squirt each other. There's all these things. But what I noticed right away was way up high, way up high, there was this huge wooden barrel. I mean, it's sizable, this wooden barrel. And there's a long copper pipe that is depositing water coming down this, like like the parts of my roof. You know, it's got this long thing, and it's depositing water into this big barrel. And I'm watching it. And the clanging is going on. And I'm also realizing that the barrel is about to tip. Right? So it's about to tip. And so it's going clang, clang. And all the little bodies are going. And they're getting under this barrel. And I'm watching. And I'm seated now going, what's going on? And as the barrel Dumps the water. All the kids have gotten to the place where they're just gonna get dumped on. And that's what I ask God to do to you tonight. Today is the day he's gonna dump you with his love, his lavish love, but this is what happened. So the kids are all standing in there, and I'm praying for them, because it's like coming forcefully on them. You know, it's going to crash down. Now, I need you to know, at my house, before we went on vacation, I was reading through those verse cards, and I was going through 1 John 3, 1. And this is what it says. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. And I was asking God prior to going to the Dells, God, I just want to see a picture of your lavish love. I want to know how much you deeply love me. So I looked up lavish. Lavish is profusely endowed. It's wasteful amounts And I loved the word lavish, so I was just, you know, folding towels, thinking through how great is the love that the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Now, first of all, that verse can be like something you find at Hobby Lobby or you cross stitch on a pillow, or it can be something that sinks into your soul, and I need you to hear it, how great is the love that the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. That's a game changer. You're God's kid. It's amazing. And so I said, God, I just want to know, like, how much you love me. Just show me wasteful amounts, he said. I'm like, okay. And, and the book that I wrote, Lily Pads. it's when I see something in nature, or when I see something in the natural, and then he teaches me a spiritual truth. So I asked him, I just want to know about your lavish love. Give me a visual. Okay, so I'm at the Great Wolf Lodge. I'm watching as this barrel begins to dump. And all the kids are under it. And, I mean, their hair is like this, right? I mean, they are getting dumped with this water. And then I'm praying for them because some of them are going to need chiropractic treatment afterwards. I mean, it is... Pouring on them, and it splashes down on all of the kids. And my favorite part is even my little boys. I think anyway, the little boys that are standing under the big barrel there, while the clang clang is going, they get depanced and they have to pull back up there. <laughs> I kid you not. I only tell true stories, and they get depanced because of the force of the water coming down. And not all of them had the drawstring tight. You know what I'm saying? And so they are just getting drenched. In this love. And it clicked. Lavish amounts, profusely endowed, wasteful amounts. And I got it. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. So I believe that each one of us desire to be loved. And not sort of skimpy love, not sort of like I'll give you a little bit, but loved lavishly. I was thankful because I was listening online to a preacher the other day, and he said the number one desire when people are asked, what would you like in this life is they said, I just want to be loved. I'm like, thank you. I'll use that in my sermon. (laughs) You know, number one, people just want to be loved. And guess what? God knows that. And he loves lavishly. How great is the love that the Father has lavished on you, on you, that you should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And so we all desire this love. I believe we all are the object of God's love, and I want to prove it to you in just a few ways through Scripture today. I want you to listen to the words of Scripture because God is specifically lavishing His love on us, and I want for all of you to know, sometimes we just need to get out of our head and into God's heart we really do. We need to get out of our head and we don't treat people this way or that way or we don't receive people's love this way or that way, but we got to get into God's heart and understand how he really loves us. And I need you to know I was listening to this speaker, his name is William Wood, and one day he said this. He said, if you already think you know what God, if you know what you know, wait, if you think you know what God thinks, you've already shut yourself off from learning what he wants to tell you. The reason I want to tell you that today is because I'm going to read some very familiar scriptures. But the minute you think you know what God wants to say, you've already cut yourself off from learning what he wants you to know. And I believe, because I've asked him, that he's going to reveal something to you of his love tonight or today, the way that it is for you to understand specifically his love. So i want to turn a corner and just read a couple of scriptures to you. And I have a few more stories. And then I think um, we're going to have some time of prayer that's my hope anyway. I'm reading from 1 John. I'm reading from 1 John chapter 4. And it is a few verses that are going to seem long. But what I want for you to do is just listen. There are 29 loves in this scripture. And this is important because we need to understand that God, we are the object of his love. It says God is love. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. You see, God doesn't have love. God is it. He's love. In this, this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected or made mature in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever, everybody say whoever on the count of three. One, two, three. Whoever. No one's exempt. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. And he in God. So we have come to know and believe that the love that God has for us, God is love. And whoever abides in love, abides in love or stays, or remains, is the word abide, in him, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected or made mature in us, so that we may have confidence on the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Let me just read that again. By this love is perfected in us, so that we may have confidence on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. I promise not to take time on every scripture that I'm going to read, but for right now, I just want you to know a couple of things about this one. God is love. Say that one, two, three. God is love. The only way to be like God is to love. And you have his DNA when you are his child. You've become a child of God. That means you love as well. And so, one thing I always like to ask myself God loves everyone. God's love is steadfast and enduring, and God is for all different kinds of people. So I sometimes ask myself, am I loving the way God does? I mean, quantity-wise, over my lifetime, do I just love more people? Diversity-wise, do I love more different types of people? Endurance-wise, do I love people for a little bit and then I write them off? Or do I love them for the long haul? Because when I ask myself those questions, I'm reflecting God's love. You see, God is love. And what I notice from this is that it originates with him. We love because he first loved us. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to The Real Deal. Okay. Another thing I want to point out in this is that as he is, so are we in this world. I want you to know that I I shared that scripture with you because I think sometimes people come to church and they think we're trying to get to be a little bit better in our behavior. No, when we have Jesus Christ, we're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so we're this new creation. And as he is, so are we in this world. So I want you to know something about the water park story. I told you that I'm the type of mom that does not get in the water. I stay, the three-letter word was dry, right? But I need you to know, after my kids got all wet, you know what they did? I watched other boys and, and kids do it too. But you know what they did? One came over and shook his head on me, and I was sitting in the lounge, and the other one laid on top of me, all soaking wet. I was no longer dry. I was wet. And this is the picture. God wants us to be under his lavish love be doused in it and then our job as he is in this world so are we our job is to go get others wet that's our job to go get others wet and here's what's the interesting thing God says that um, you love you can love others the way you love yourself love your neighbor as yourself how many of you have heard that verse before yeah almost universal right Love your neighbor as yourself. I heard a speaker say this once and I loved it. I wrote it down, I've quoted it, I've said it. He said, so basically you gotta have a big as. Okay, love your neighbor as yourself. And I'm here to tell you partly because I many times get to speak to women. Some women, some people, they just think it's wrong to love themselves. But I need you to know it's not wrong because you can only love people with the love that you've received from God. When you love yourself, you're able to go get others wet. And it doesn't sound very humble. And it doesn't seem very churchy. And it doesn't even seem right. But you love your neighbor as yourself. So if you don't love yourself, you don't like yourself, if you don't love the fact that you've been receiving from God, you can't go give it away. It's like if I don't have $5, if somebody stops and asks me if I have $5, I can't impart that to them. I can't give it away. But if I have it, I can give it. So we need to just accept the love that God has for us. Now let me tell you this. You are the object of God's love. You are the object. You're the target of his love. Boy, does he love you. He has his eyes set on you. He's fixed on you. Boy, does he love you. You're his favorite. You see, that is the truth of God because he, we are his, um, his affection is poured out on us. And I, I need you to know that we are the beloved. I told one of my friends once when I read scripture and it says beloved, like it starts with this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves us is born of God and knows God. Beloved, I just put a period after the first two letters, B-E, and I raise the period up in the top instead of down on the line. In other words, beloved just means be loved. That's really your only job. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to strive for it. You don't have, it's not a reward. It's something that's a gift. And you get to receive it. I would like for you to um, raise your hand if you've ever had something that happened in your life where you thought maybe the deal that was given to you on an email or the thing that you had when you went into a store or the person that came into your home and was going to give you their spiel, if you kind of wondered, what's the deal with this? What am I going to have to do? Am I the only one? Is there anybody who has ever kind of wondered, yeah, like what's the catch? right? I need you to know the only thing, the only thing is that we get to be loved. And it's a gift. It can only be received. I'm going to read a verse from John 3, 16 and 17. These are verses that are so common. You've heard them many times. But I need you to know it is a gift because God is a giver. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish But have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You see, when I look at this, I realize God is love, and God gave, and God sent, and God saves. You see, sometimes I think we, we want to share the good news with people. We call that the gospel, right? We want to share the good news with our neighbors, with our coworkers, with our friends. But we think of the good news as this. You've got to come to God. You've got to pray to God. You've got to choose God. You've got to love God. We've heard that, Right? That's true, but that is really just instruction toward God. That isn't really good news. The good news that John 3.16 says is that God so loved, he couldn't help himself. He so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so when I think about that, the good news is that God came to you, that God chose you, that God ever lives to intercede for you, that God stalks you. God stalks you. You don't follow God. God follows you. It says in Scripture that it's, you're being chased down, right? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You're being chased down by this love of God. And so when I think about Scripture, I think about the fact that God loves us and His Scripture proves that it originates with God, it originates with Him, It is a gift that can only be received. It's not a reward. It's not a reward for striving. That we're the object of his love and we get to just be loved. Beloved, you get to just be loved. There's no catch. And that he is the one who is giving us his own flesh. He gave us Jesus so that we could become children of God. That means we have his DNA. We are a lot like him. As he is, so are we in this world. So I would like for you to just listen with me for one second. We were, um, <laughs> we were traveling to Pennsylvania years ago, and we had taken the long trip of the 13 hours, and we were driving. And before that, I was um, thinking about how much my son and my, and my husband seemed alike. It was crazy, things they did in the car, things they said, the way they stood, the way they did things. And I thought about how much they were alike, and then I thought about how I'm to be alike God. And so I saw this picture, don't show it yet, but I I, I saw this picture of them sitting on the couch. We had driven a long, 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 long way, and they were both super tired. And I know that we reflect the love of God because when we love, we are more like God than anyone, right? When we love people, we are reflecting our Father. We're just the same as He is. And so it's important for us to realize we receive this love so that we can give love. When we give love, we're more like God than anything, So we were we're traveling, and I saw saw my husband and my son seated on the couch, and I'm like, oh my word. Boy, oh boy, do they look alike here. So I snapped this picture and put it on Instagram. I want you to see my two Michaels. (laughs) Okay, both of them would be mad at me for showing this, but this is not posed, people. The tilt of the head, the interlaced fingers, the, the nod one has more hair, that's true, but it doesn't matter. Look how much they are alike. And when I saw that, like, just like I understood the barrel. When I saw that, I thought, as he is, so are we in this world. I am most like my father when I love. A new commandment I give you, love one another. By this, all men will know that you're my disciples, if you love one another. So it's very important for us to understand that when we receive it, we're able to give it. And that is God's love. So what I'd like to do right now, because my time has vanishing really quickly, what I would like to do now is just pray in case there's somebody who's never received God's love. And then I want to pray for a few categories of that, and I want to take time to pray for you. And then what I want to do is I just want to invite each of us under the clanging, gonging bell, and I just want to pray the love of God over all of us. So I would like to close by doing that. So what I wanted to know is, have you received the love of God? Have you ever got under the wash of his salvation? If you haven't, today is the day of salvation, it says in scripture. And I want to be somebody that helps facilitate that in your life. So maybe you've never received the love of God. In a second, I'm going to have you stand and be bold and I want to pray for you. Or maybe it's not that you've never received the love of God, but there has been a storm in your life and it has made you doubt the love of God. Maybe it's a divorce. Maybe it's a loss of a job. Maybe it's the death of a loved one. Maybe it's a diagnosis. I don't know what it is, but there is a storm in someone's life in this room or online. And I just need you to know God is coming after you with this love. I asked God earlier, God, what show me somebody in this congregation. And the picture that I got was somebody where fear had them in a corner. And they were all crouched down like this. And God came and took their hand. And then when I saw that video of the drowning person, I felt like God was saying confirmation. But you see, perfect love casts out fear. So if there's a storm in your life, I want to pray over you. And lastly, maybe you love God, maybe you serve God, maybe you're following God, maybe you've never really realized it as the good news, but I'd like for you to stand if you just don't have the assurance of God's love. So any of those three categories, and the rest of you who are seated, all I want for you to just put your hands together when somebody boldly stands up in any of those areas. Does any of those things apply to any of you? You don't know God, there's a storm in your life, or you want assurance. Thank you for standing. Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Keep, stay standing. Stay standing. Okay, let me pray. Let me pray. Father, I thank you that you know what the category is. Whether they're standing because they know you and they don't have assurance of you, or a storm in their life has made them doubt your love, God, or whether they've never accepted you, or whether they just need that assurance. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray for them, Father. We thank you that new births are happening, even on Mother's Day weekend. We thank you that you are changing hearts and you're turning hearts toward you, God. You call people to yourself, and for these standing. And those online, stand up if it's a category for you. We thank you, God, that you lavishly love each one. In Jesus' name, amen. The rest of us, let's just stand as I close. This is what I want to do. I want to close knowing that you're going to get whacked by the love of God. Tighten up your drawstring, everybody, especially men, okay? Because I'm telling you, I have asked God, and I have seen my God be a prayer answering god so uh, you may feel heat you may feel tingling you may feel like you're faint you may feel nothing it doesn't matter i want to pray a fresh baptism over every one of you the baptism of the love of god you ready if you are and you're willing and you want it all like you want clang 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 you want it all then i want for you to put your hands out okay so father in the name of jesus i thank you for this divine appointment today I thank you that you love every one of these people. And I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would lavishly pour out your love on them. A fresh baptism of your love, Father. Whack them good, God, I ask that you would just get to each one. That it would go down into the cracks and crevices of their heart, Lord, until they know that they know that they know that they know that they are loved by you. You love them because you love them because you love them because you are loved that's what you're like. So receive it now. Receive it now. And Father, I thank you. I thank you for this time. I thank you for this divine appointment. And I thank you that what you begin, you continue, Lord. So continue to love each one and help us be the ones that go get others wet in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.